It's no secret that it can be a challenge for employees to commute to OHSU's Markham Hill, South Waterfront, and downtown locations. After a year of research, analyzing data, and collecting feedback, a transportation demand management plan was developed. The plan includes 34 strategies, four of which may help your trip today. It's Tuesday, April 10th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Kelsey Hewalt sat down with Sky Dancy and Brett Dodson to discuss the new transportation demand management plan. All right, to start, can you both tell us more about what you do at OHSU? Sure. I'm Sky Dancy. I'm the Associate Vice President of Facilities. So I have the Facilities Maintenance and Operations team, the Environmental Health and Radiation Safety team, and Transportation and Parking uh, working for me. And uh, I pull together the big picture connection between those groups and the institutional mission. And I'm Brett Dodson, Director of Transportation and Parking. So I oversee all of our transportation demand management plans, uh, the parking program, along with the tram and the bike programs for OHSU. Great, thanks. So I think we all know commuting to OHSU can be tough, but can you explain some of the factors that make it so unique? Yeah, I think the number one factor in making it so difficult to commute to OHSU is the Markham Hill plan, which is the city's restriction on the amount of parking that we're allowed to build on campus, as well as the two very narrow roads that we have coming to campus that we have to limit the amount of traffic on. So even if we could have enough parking for everyone, it would take hours and hours to get up and off the hill. Adding to that, it's on a hill, and so we've got biking is a little bit tough, um, and walking stuff in terms of the trail access and what trails we've got. So there's a lot of infrastructure issues between Markham Hill and downtown of, that causes commute problems. Um, so it's definitely, we're always working on how do we make it easier and better to commute back and forth between the locations. Parking has always been pretty challenging. None of that is new. What made it so important to create a transportation demand management plan now? So OHSU's transportation and parking team has really evolved over the last few years, probably six years, to much more of a solutions-oriented, customer service-oriented team. And uh, I think that that has done a lot to improve our relationship with our customers, getting people to campus, whether it's in a single occupancy vehicle or not. What makes it so important to drive down that single occupancy vehicle rate even further is OHSU's continued growth of our program, uh, uh, the continued growth of overall staffing levels, and um, the need to accommodate more people with fewer parking resources. So what kind of planning and pre-work went into making the transportation demand management plan? You know, planning and pre-work really has been going on for the last five to six years as we've looked at how we develop the campus. Um, We've brought license plate recognition technology in. Um, We started making steps towards moving to virtual permits and making parking available online. So it's all been added over the years. Um, I think in the last year, we came to the point where we needed a massive um, strategic plan put in place to really guide us over the next 10 years. And so we reached out to consultants, and for the last year we've been working with consultants to develop this transportation demand management plan, which you know is all-encompassing from walking to biking to transit ridership to carpooling and SOV commuting. And so we've really worked on with consultants for last year and engaging our employees and our staff and our students to get feedback from them of what they want to see in a plan and what's important to them to make their commutes better. Who are those consultants? What's their experience? Yeah, uh, so we did an RFP process and we selected Nelson Nygaard. 
uh, and they're a transportation demand management plan consulting firm that really specializes in this type of plan for institutions and medical centers across the country. So what's in the actual plan? Uh, you know, at a high level, we really we broke out the plan, and it's all focused on how to get single occupancy vehicle trips reduced to campus. And it's really both campuses. Um, so we're, we're looking at how do we reduce it into the south waterfront, and also how do we reduce it on Markham Hill. So the, the whole plan is focused on how to reduce those trips. And, you know, the first is quickest is get onto transit. So how do we make transit more effective, uh, quicker, and more of an option for employees to take versus single occupancy vehicle cars? You know, from there, we've built the plan to look at telecommuting, to look at biking, walking, and then also carpooling. And, you know, all those are, they're all wins, and we need different options that are going to fit for different people. So the plan really looked at how do we get the most people in here, and it's a variety of options um, that we looked at to develop the plan. Um, so what are some of the changes or new services that are going to be happening in the very short term? Uh, the plan called out 34 strategies to kind of look at and, and implement. Out of those, we found there were 11 that were high impact and high priority. And from the 11, we are working on four right now that we're in the process of implementing this spring. Uh, the four are, it's expanding on the telecommuting that's already in place at OHSU and really bringing that to a high priority and you know working on those policies and how to develop them and, and get people to be able to telecommute easier. Uh, the second one is what's a program called Scoop, which is a peer-to-peer -peer carpool program, uh, and it's set up so that we can have OHSU drivers drive other OHSU employees to and from campus during the day, uh, and it's really set up to, to meet those employee needs during the high commute hours of the day. What are high commute hours? Uh, high commute hours for us are really 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., and then again in the afternoons from kind of 4 p.m. until 6 to 7 p.m. And so Scoop is really going to be rolled out to meet those needs of those drivers in those high commute times. Uh, the third program is Lyft Off, which is really our off-peak, off-commute uh, time Lyft program, which is uh, what it is. It's a way to get employees that work those afternoon, evening shifts that have a good way to get to work on transit, but then they can't get home because it's after transit hours are running. Um, and so we've got a program with Lyft where they'll be able to take a Lyft ride either home or to a, a transit center where they parked when they came into work and get them back uh, home in an efficient manner at night when the, the uh, transit is not running as good commute hours. So the fourth option is My Commute, which is a mobility platform that we're going to roll out for all the employees. Uh, it, it's going to replace our current bike incentive program. So currently you log on to log your bike trips. Um, the My Commute will be available for everybody, and we're actually going to track the Scoop program. We'll track the Liftoff program. Um, we'll be able to track transit with it and, and as well as the bike and walk incentive type programs. So what it'll be, it's really going to become that commute hub for all of our employees that carpool, transit, bike, walk. To be able to log what they do, see what they do, we'll have competitions on it, um, but it'll also work as an engagement tool so we can do carpool matching and other stuff like that um, once it's fully rolled out and implemented. Cool. Yeah. So does that mean we can win prizes? We can maybe win some prizes. Um, we're going to work it, and the rewards are really set up to do, they're short-term, kind of really focused type prizes. And so, like for the tram shutdown coming up this summer, um, we will run some really aggressive um, you know, programs, reward programs during that shutdown, just to get people to ride their bikes, walk, come any other way besides uh, single occupancy vehicles when the tram shut down. So, I, you know, during that five-week period, you'll find, we'll roll it out, and you'll see a lot of different opportunities for prizes during that time period. And as a reminder, that five-week shutdown begins on June 23rd. So, on the longer term, there's many more strategies. What are some of the other ones that'll be happening over the next few years? 
In the longer term, one of our big goals with the Transportation Demand Management Plan was to avoid having to build a lot of additional parking. We want institutional capital investment to go towards driving the institutional missions of healthcare and research and education. So in the future, we're going to see more and more projects that are focused on making access easy for people outside of simply making parking for new single occupancy vehicles. Yeah, I think some of the long-term ones that we're looking at are, um, we're working with TriMet to look at expanded services. So we really are, are looking at the data of when people start shifts, when they get off shifts, and how do we get transit to meet those needs. Uh, so we'll be looking at enhancements for through TriMet and transit. Uh, we also are, you know, we're seeing more and more people use rideshare and those type of systems that really don't need parking spaces. So part of the plan is really to develop those access points for rideshare pickup and drop-off and really expanding that. Um, so we don't have as many parking needs for a, a car parked on campus for eight hours out of a certain day. So those are kind of the, the long-term ones we're really going to be focusing on coming up. Even before we started the, the TDM program, uh, Transportation and Parking partnered with a group of students from Portland State University in the Masters of Urban and Regional Programming, uh, Planning program. And uh, one of the things that surprised me that came out of that was the number of people who currently commute uh, by single occupancy vehicle that don't necessarily want that to be their primary mode of operation. I think we're changing a, seeing a change in uh, how people want to commute, their sustainability choices, their lifestyle choices. And so we are trying to create programs that will help people get to campus and, and achieve those, those goals that they've set for themselves. The tram's a big way to get up Markham Hill um, and connect the South Waterfront to Markham Hill. We've had a couple comments come in on staff news of why can't we run that 24 hours? What is the reason behind our operating schedule? I, you know, the big reason is just it's maintenance that has to happen on the tram. Um, so there's a lot of preventative maintenance that goes on at night, um, on Sundays and the weekends that really, if we start running the tram for longer operational hours on a Monday through Friday, it'll cause bigger closures, longer closures um, during certain times of the year. Right now, we've been able to limit our closures to kind of holiday weekends. I mean, if you remember in February, we closed down for five days, but we were able to do that over a holiday weekend. So the impacts are very minimal to the institution. Uh, if we ran later at night, earlier in the morning, what would happen is those, those closures would happen more often and we wouldn't be able to jump on a holiday weekend and we'd actually have closures for full week type closures during the middle of the week. Uh, so we really made that decision is one dri that drives it. The second one's ridership. Um, we do, during inclement weather, the tram runs 24 hours a day, and so we get a good read on how many people utilize it, you know, after hours. And we do see drop-off, you know, a drastic drop-off overnight. And there's certain shift changes that, you know, there's 30 people that show up at a certain time or 40 people that show up at a certain time. And what we found is with those, um, it's more, more cost-effective to go ahead and move them in a different means. So that's where we're looking at, you know, do we use transit, do we use shuttles, do we use lift, rideshare um, to move them in the middle of the night at those shifts versus running the tram in these extra extended hours um, without a lot of ridership. So it's, it's a balancing act, and the tram is really made to move 80 people at a time and high volumes of people, so it doesn't make sense to run it when there's not a high volume of people to move. What are the odds we'll get a second tram? So as Sky mentioned, um, Portland State, last year we engaged them and their, their urban planning team worked on a night access plan. Um, this year, another team has taken on access to Markham Hill. And so uh, that team is really looking at what are the different ways to get um, employees, students, patients between downtown and Markham Hill. 
And I know one of the things they're looking at is, you know, a second tram, is there ways to improve the roadways, um, that type of stuff, but they're really looking at it. So I think that we'll see something out of that plan in the next year that will focus on what are the options that make, you know, feasibility study-wise make sense for us. I think the tram has been a huge success in the 12 years that we've had it. It has um, surpassed all of our original expectations. Uh, you know, I personally would love to see a second tram. I think that uh, it's a very efficient way to move people. Uh, but at this point, I think that the amount of effort that would go into preparing, planning that with the city, um, probably not during my time at OHSU. We hear a lot parking up at OHSU is not only challenging, it's pretty expensive. Is there going to be a way that the transportation demand management plan addresses that or makes it a little more feasible and cost effective? In a lot of ways, parking is expensive, whether you're parking downtown or on Markham Hill. It, it has to do with the nature of the cost of construction, the cost of operations, the, the demand for the resource. Uh, I think that we do have some exciting things going on with, with TDM that will uh, ideally set it up so that people are paying for the parking that they're using. What are some of the other things? I mean, it's not just Markham Hill and the South Waterfront and OHSU. There's a lot of agencies involved. Um, how are we working with them? And what are some ways that maybe employees can give feedback or get involved a little bit more? Yeah, and currently, you know, we're um, engaged with the Southwest Corridors Plan. And that's really, you know, is I going to put, you know, bus rapid transit or light rail on Barber uh, down to Tigard? Uh, then there's also the D division bus rapid transit that we're engaged with. Um, you know, from there, it's, it's also the employees that use those routes or are affected by it really have an opportunity to reach out to TriMet, to reach out to, to PBOT um, and Metro, and they've all, they've got open houses, there are surveys available right now that are out there, and it's really, they'll be heard um, just going directly there and filling out those surveys and giving feedback to all those different institutions uh, to get, you know, themselves heard and, and what the issues are and bring them up that way. They can always send them back into OHSU and the parking department and we'll pass them on as well. But they'll be heard you know, directly if they just go straight to those institutions and fill out the surveys. What are each of you most excited to take part of with the transportation demand management? Are you getting ready for scoop? I'm certainly getting ready for scoop. I feel like we have a number of carpool resources, but uh, I think that it's something that OHSU can do a lot better at. Yeah, I think Scoop's a great opportunity. I think we all work different shifts and are very inconsistent a lot of times, and so Scoop is going to fit that niche where you can start your ride with somebody in the morning and it can be totally somebody different at night, and it can vary day by day. So that that's really exciting, That and I think we're all, every day we have the potential of using that in a different way, which is exciting. Um, and then for me, uh, I bike a lot, and so anything we do, the bike facilities and adding those and enhancing it, it is going to be good for that community, and I think the more people we can get on bikes and, and they find that a lot of times that bike trip is faster than a car trip and they don't go back to driving their cars. And so it's, it's an exciting one as we enhance those areas as well. So if people want to find out more about any of this information, where should they go? So transportation parking, uh, go to our website and most of it's going to be on our my, my commute and everything will be on the my commute webpage. Great. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Kelsey Hewalt and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.